Greetings, dance floor darlings. You're listening to This Is Disco. A monthly Danny and Kylie Minogue commentary podcast. With your hosts, Adam Eve and Eliza Day. The kettle's probably on. It's true. I love it. I love it. you got to hear this song. A wombat. Hello ladies, gentlemen, friends and thems. Welcome to yet another glorious Minogue Monday right here on This Is Disco. Adam is my name and I'm of course joined via satellite by my lovely co-host Eliza Day. A very big hello to you my dance floor darling. How are you going? I almost didn't recognise you. It's been so long between <laughs> drinks. We haven't been in the booth for a while. No, no, we haven't. It's we lovely, have lovely to be back after our little refreshing break after yes. quite a hectic few months on the Manoog front. Definitely, definitely. People can circle back through our previous episodes to understand what we're talking about. But yes. yeah, right now we are, of course, gathered to discuss this month's chosen Minogue album. And we both thought our choice for November was pretty fitting considering the Disco Guest List Edition LP, Infinite Disco and DVD and Blu-ray, and the Extended Mixes LP all came out over the last week and a bit. And in true This Is Disco form, we'll be covering all of those aforementioned releases relating to Kylie Minogue's disco in this episode. But before we do head to the dance floor, my wonderful Eliza, what's news in the world of Minogue since we last spoke? Well, there's been quite um, a lot of news. Um, I think, well, first of all, uh, thank you to everyone who listened to our Danny Minogue chat. Yes. Because we haven't, we haven't jumped on since then. No. So still trying to recover from that incredible conversation with the Queen of the Clubs and mm. just the lovely feedback we had from everyone who really enjoyed that conversation yeah. as much as we did. It was just being very overwhelmed by everyone's um, yes. It was such a delight. Messages, yeah, it was Seeing amazing. How much everybody resonated and loved it. So, um, quite a few people said that it was uh, the best interview they've heard with Danny as well. So that was really lovely to see people writing online. Like you don't expect no to see things like that, but yeah, it's it's you listen back back to it and listen back to it not in the mindset that it's our podcast. No, <laughs> it's actually such a fucking great interview it really really is so um yeah I'm, I'm really really happy that so many people loved it and yeah. thank you all for reaching out and telling us how much you loved it as well because uh you wouldn't you wouldn't think it but all that goes a long way for us as well trust yeah, me it's really not oh look we all seek external validation as much totally. as we pretend that we don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. we definitely do oh my god 100 percent um and well, speaking of Danny and podcasts, season three of her 90s podcast came out, I think it must have been around the same time all her birthday stuff was going. Yes. So you know how she worked her way through the 90s? Mm. She's now doing, um, there's girl power, boy bands. Um, oh, what else amazing. did she do? Yeah, so good. And again, apologies for anyone outside Australia and New Zealand who do not have access to this. I want to say it's terrible and you're missing nothing, but it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is such a good podcast. It's, it's so good. Yeah. And the last episode she's done was a Christmas party episode mm-hmm. um, with Delta Goodrum. And, of course, you're not going to have a, a Christmas episode with a Minogue without right. both Minogues. Of course. Such a lovely surprise. <laughs> <sighs> so, so good. Um, what else has been happening? Oh, Kylie was on the radio. Um 
I think it was promoting, must have been the album. Right. She's been doing a lot of promo at the moment, so yeah. forgive me if I've um, missed which one this was for. <laughs> and um, people could call, this is in the UK, and people could call up and ask questions or they could leave voice memos or something. And someone asked her about another anti-tour. Did you oh, hear this? Oh, yes, yes, I did. Yeah. <gasps> and they were like, you know, would you do that again? And then she's just said, yes. Yeah. Yes, I would. Which, obviously, of all the things that everything, you know, that everyone asked, that's what I zoomed in on. And I think that's what a lot of people zoomed in on. Yeah, definitely. So we put it to um, Instagram, you know, what songs would you want to hear on a second mm-hmm. anti-tour? Thinking, you know, we'd get a few... Oh, a few answers. like basically hundreds. Couldn't keep up with it. It's going to have to go in a playlist, so we'll put that together at some point because it was just one message after the other. Yeah, and um, our, sto- our This Is Disco stories were just like tiny little dots. I know, which normally I, normally I can't stand, but this was just so much fun. It's like, oh, what else What else is like going to come in? And then, But then thinking about that, it's like, what about a Danny anti-tour? Yeah. And so then we put it out there like, well, what do you want to hear from that? And obviously that would be called a Danty tour. <laughs> I'm pretty pleased with that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what songs would you want on a Danty tour? So that might have to be another playlist because a lot of information came in and that went on yeah. to Twitter as well and it was just one song after the other. Yeah. So much fun. Um, Kylie also has a Christmas sort of radio station on the Smooth FM app. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's... I know, there's just there's a lot going on in the world of Minogue's. Um, Darling Perfume has been re-released. Yes, yes. So uh, pop yourself to, in Australia, it's Chemist Warehouse. It is indeed Chemist Warehouse. And, well, as for you and I, you and I have also been busy. We were guests on Hits Don't Lie. Yes, yes, we were. It was so much fun. I know. We did... Uh, Hits Don't Lie is a, a fabulous new podcast where... Two 30-something-year-old best friends, mm. Jacob and Aaron, argue about pop music. It's stunning. So, I love it so much. Yeah, they're so wonderful. And so we jumped on to talk Kylie singles mm. and argue, and it was a joy. Finally, the only other thing that's been happening, speaking of us you know, doing extracurricular Minogue activities was mm-hmm. I jumped on the radio at 4am about a month ago mm-hmm. uh, to talk all things Kylie and Kylie coming home and all that all that kind of fun stuff. So yes. I, I won't post the full half hour of that, um, probably mostly because of copyright issues because it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't yeah. our thing. So I'll find a little snippet that I can post on our socials of that. I think that's it. That's a lot of... Yeah, a lot going on over the last month, hasn't it? I know. If everyone thought we were just sitting around doing nothing, this is far from it. It's been <laughs> keeping an eye on our Minogues, doing Minogue things ourselves. And oh, so much going on. <laughs> so, so much. Anyway, let's get to it. Originally released on November the 6th, 2020, both the Disco LP and the Infinite Disco Livestream concert could not have come at a better time. Extreme COVID lockdown fatigue saw many of us immerse ourselves in music and live stream concerts to cope. Disco gave so many of us that much needed escape from reality at a time when there was very little hope within our reality. With Disco, Kylie delivered an album that was more cohesive and consistent than 2018's cohesive and consistent, Colton, which I thought and still do think is one of her strongest albums ever. I'm only mentioning that to give you a better idea as to how much I really, really do love disco. 
incorporating elements of both classic and new disco and turning all that into a full throttle and, at the time, 16-track monster of a dance pop party to say that disco was a return to A-plus Kylie form in the sense that this is pure disco pop and electropop would be an understatement. Kylie first started production on disco in 2019, the idea actually coming to her during 2018's Golden Tour when, each night, within a Studio 54-inspired stage design, she performed a disco live stage storm. Kylie continued to work on disco throughout COVID-19, creating a home studio to record through the lockdown. Our pop heroine then essentially taught herself how to use Logic Pro so that the album's production and engineering could continue. And in the end, according to online sources at least, around 90% of the tracks on disco were indeed recorded in Kylie's home studio. And just like 2018's Golden, Disco sees Minogue with a co-writing credit on each and every song. She really created this album on her own terms and delivered her take on disco also on her own terms. Disco's theme of escapism was exactly what so many of us needed during those initial lockdowns and restrictions the world over. And that absolutely explains further just why this album really was the ultimate musical escapist moment in a, pardon my French, pretty fucked up year. I've heard people over the last year stupidly say that disco is not a proper disco album, whatever that means, but basically every single track on it references disco music in some way or another, so I just really don't understand the problem. This album is beyond incredible. Kylie's Disco may actually now be my all-time favourite Kylie Minogue album. Oh. Mm, Yeah. that's a big call. Yeah, well, it's one of my most listened to albums over the last year, and every time I play it, I just fall even more in love with it and every track on it. It is, to me, an absolute magnum opus. What was your favourite Kylie album before this? Have we discussed that before? I think so. It was Golden. Yeah, I haven't felt like this about an album, I think, since KM94. And I think I've said to you in the past that when we did um, our Golden special for the Record Doctor a few years Mm. ago, that I hadn't felt that way about that kind of album since Impossible Princess. Like, to me, each of those kind of line up. Like, I don't know what it is Mm. um, other than, well, in regards to Impossible Princess, like, these last two albums are the first one since Impossible Princess that she's co-written every track. So there's something that connects when she gets more involved. And you and I have discussed this before. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, and that's not to discredit, you know, anyone that she's worked with in the past. It's just, uh, yeah, I I can't, I can't explain it. I think, you know, she described Impossible Princess multiple times of being very introspective, which I guess is what these two are. Right. Which is probably why we all, feel that connection because the more someone is sort of vulnerable and open the more you're likely to connect oh 100% with the music and you know like you said it's easily her most cohesive record Mm -hmm. which we both said about Golden like yeah it's almost like so these are the first two albums with BMG so in my mind this is like so Deconstruction was my favourite era it's like is this going to be the next favourite era even though I love all the Parlophone stuff like Mm. these two sort of eras are just, they're on another level for me. They really are. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's the, the same kind of, the same kind of energy that, yeah, Golden and Disco and KM94 and Impossible Princess, they're in leagues of their own that I don't know how to explain. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like, 
other Kylie fans might kind of understand what I'm getting at, but I don't know how to put it in (laughs) words that make sense to literally every anyone else other than the common denominator seems to be her co-writing stuff. Yes. So correct. On the 23rd of July, 2020, Kylie Minogue released Disco's lead single with the mind-blowingly euphoric Say Something. Written by Kylie, Jonathan Green, Ash Howes and Richard Biff Stannard with additional production from John Green, Say Something is such an ethereal thumper and was the perfect way to kick off this album campaign. There's just something that pulls me back to that song so, so much and I really think that, just like Magic, which we'll be talking about next, it's an undeniable Kylie classic. That giant crescendo towards the end of the track is such a high-voltage, sugary delight and I just can't bloody get enough of it. And what about that Sophie Muller-directed video, though, Eliza? Who oh. knew that it would be our very own Kylie to bring the Goldfrap horse out of retirement? Well, I'm glad you've brought up horses, because my question was, is it the Aphrodite Le Folly Pegasus with its wings clipped? Who's to know where this... We Lord knows Kylie loves a horse. She does. Like, we, we do know that, but... Um... My, my brain is more receptive to the idea that... Um, Kylie called Alison Goldfrapp and asked to borrow the horse. Oh, look, there's, I love that timeline as well. <laughs> there's just something that makes that makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Okay, well, let's go with that um, <laughs> that version of events. I'm happy to indulge that for you. <laughs> oh, my God. But seriously, th- that video, what a glittery green screen spectacle. It just makes me so, so happy when I watch it, you know? It's just yeah. deliriously joyous. Well, yeah, that the whole music video is just... First of all, we could do a whole podcast on Sophie Mueller, on her, you know, music video discography. Like, yeah. I, I don't even know where to begin. Like, Shakespeare's Sisters Stay, oh. Fif- 15 of Sophia Ellis Bexter's videos, including yes. Murder on the Dance Floor, Music Gets the Best of Me, Take Me Home, um, Nine of No Doubt's videos, including Don't Speak, mm. She's Worked with Eurythmics, um, Garbage, Blur, Coldplay, Beyonce, Rihanna, One Direction, like... Yeah. I mean, I could sit here for an hour just listing every iconic video she's ever done. But for Kylie, it's incredible. But I guess for Kylie fans, she came on for Golden. Right. So, you know, doing dancing, Stop Me From Falling, Golden. Mm. So, like, I'm loving this collaboration. If if Kylie's keeping her on for the foreseeable future, perfect. Yeah, I agree. Incredible. Like, just incredible. So, yeah, it's like you were saying, this whole song, like, do you remember here, like, when we had that listening, that global listening party for Say Something? Yeah. Like, I I think I was just lying on my bed, you know, it was the middle of lockdown here, mm-hmm. or lockdown was coming, it was kind of, you know... Something, around, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it, it wasn't a good time. No, it was not. <laughs> but I remember just lying on my bed, putting my headphones in, making sure nobody disturbed me, and I just blasted, and I was so overwhelmed. by just listening to that song and it's so weird to think because I don't know that I knew that at the time that it was written in 2019 because the lyrics sound like it it was like it was written for what we were all going through well yeah and originally I always thought that that was what the song was about I like to still think that maybe it is I'm pretty sure Kylie's psychic Uh, she is well that's I mean she she doesn't sweat and she's psychic so I mean 
that just makes sense to me. Yeah, she knew, and she was like, "These people are going to need something from me next year." And so <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to get prepared. She's called Biff. She's like, "Look, we've got to just sort this out now ahead of time." So thank you, Kylie. Um, now oh I'm going to be, I'm going to be monitoring great. every Kylie release to try and like read into it. Like, what does this mean? That's coming next year. <laughs> Stuff the Simpsons predicting stuff. <gasps> it's Kylie. It's Kylie. Watch me go through every... That's all I'm going to do. When we have, like, our time off, I'm going to go through every Kylie song and then look through, like, history events the following year and see, <laughs> see what lines up. <laughs> that would modern, be maybe she's the modern-day Nostradamus. We don't know. <gasps> Stop it. Um, she, she did say she's magic. She is. Oh she is God. magic. Well, anyway, back to the the music video. So <laughs> I'm obsessed as well with the dancer. I think his name is Kana Flex. Oh, right. Oh, my goodness. So mesmerising. So like just the way he moves. Because it's only the two of them, I think, in that video because of COVID restrictions. Mm. You couldn't. It wasn't a usual orgy tower of all the lovers style. It's not very, it's not much social distancing going on no, in that. No, So it's just the two of them, but oh, just the way he moves is just, it's seamless. Mm. And I got stuck earlier in a, in a Holston um, YouTube hole because I was reading the backstory to the video about how they would have been inspired by a picture of um, Marissa Berenson and Holston. Oh my um, God. Was it like a black and white striped dress or something? So I was like, I'll just quickly look that up. Next thing I know, I'm like, how many videos have I watched? And I knew we were about to record. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, I got on a complete tangent. But yeah, it was some photo from Studio 54. Like she just went into the whole Studio 54 disco imagery. Oh, wow. Like I love a whole concept album. Like it's not just let's just record some disco albums. It's let's, how's the video going to look? What's the fashion going to look? Let's look at, you know stuff from the time it's yes exactly it's i was about to say it's five star experience how many times can we say five star experience throughout this episode (laughs) it's the new song title drop (laughs) i think it is i'll just have a drink now that i've said five star experience speaking of five star experience if you would like to leave us a five star experience review on apple Podcasts, we would absolutely love that that's actually i was going to say to you earlier when before we we started recording that I would love for Christmas just an endless like thing on Apple of the only reviews that are the only things that people write in the reviews a five star experience a five star experience, experience yeah, yeah. And, then, and that's it like no no other commentary is is required no, literally no. just that and just see how many people we can get to write a five you can also write thank you for the wonderful meal like that's well yes anything is fine we're trying um, to serve you something delicious here. So. <laughs> Honestly, oh my god! Anything, anything, we'll take it. We'll take anything. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm with you 100. percent This song is such a lush delight of pure dreamy disco pop. Released digitally and via seven-inch vinyl, say something peaked at number five on the Australian digital song sales chart, number three in Scotland, number eight on the UK indie chart. However. Number 56 in the UK's regular singles chart. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Really? And in, yeah, I know. It's crazy. And huh. in Croatia, Say Something peaked at number 67. Is that good or bad? Well, it's number 67. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I, do they, I guess, do they normally listen to Kylie in Croatia? <laughs> oh, she's, char- she's charted there with her last few albums. Okay. Yeah. It's always low 
um, lower amounts. But yeah, UK singles chart number fifty six. I, I thought she did way better with say something. For some reason, I don't know where I'm. I just... In Scotland, she did on the UK indie chart. She did. Um, New Zealand was top forty. Um, so I think it was it was number fifteen on the Australian Airplay chart from Radio Monitor. Right. But um, there we go. Disco's second single saw a release on September the 24th, 2020. And it is actually my favourite single from the original disco album. Of course, I'm talking about Magic. Written by Kylie, Daniel Davidson, Michelle Buzz, Peter Wolovic, and the Crash's former songwriter, Timu Brunilla. Every delightful and ethereal comment I made about Say Something times that by about 500 and you will begin to understand just how special magic is to me. The lovely Mike Wass actually made mention in his original review of the track that magic was three and a half minutes of pure happiness and I could not agree more. The video clip for Magic was once again directed by the incomparable Sophie Muller and was recorded at the iconic Fabric nightclub in London, which was a club that I was meant to go to in 2013 when I was in the UK. But the night that it was meant to happen, the jet lag, which I'd never experienced before in my life, finally caught up with me after I'd gotten back to London following the One Direction concert in Wales. Oh, should we talk about that? <laughs> yes, yes. It was lovely. Um, but I was bloody devastated. And I remember being on the train back to London and I was like, what's happening to me? I didn't, could not understand mm. the feeling. And then like, I get home and I'm like, get to the hotel and I'm like, oh, is this what jet lag yeah. is? This is terrible. It's such a weird sensation. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so um, what an iconic song. What an iconic video. Oh, obs- obsessed with both of them. I think it's, um, this is the first time with Say Something and Magic, it feels like those same kind of glory days of back-to-back brilliant singles that we had yep. with All the Lovers and Get Out of My Way. You know when right. nobody can decide like which their favourite is because yeah. they're both just such incredible, just so slick. And right. like the song itself is slick. The video is just legendary did she or did she not steal from danny's galaxy video the um, <laughs> the light beams <laughs> did she borrow those I love do we that. know i love that we're sticking to that theory as well i, I know i love that that danny's just shipped them over mid-lockdown gone hey do you need my do you need my disco sticks because i've got them just you know in mum and dad's garage i'll just um send them fedex you know just ship them over it's perfect while danny's using kylie's microphone Correct. Kylie's using Tanny's lights. <laughs> lightsabers? Well, she oh looks like God. a Jedi. She looks I like know. A... <gasps> so I love the whole lightsaber Jedi. Just genius. And I, yeah, I love, like I was saying before, I love that she's got Sophie, that's some kind of creative partnership that seems to be happening that... Works very well. May it last. Oh, please. Many, be, many years. Would be just... incredible. Each year on my weekly radio show, The Record Doctor, I usually throw together some kind of countdown of music from the year that almost was, or was. Uh, Last year I did a mammoth episode of the show called The Record Doctor's Flaming 100 Songs of 2020 Countdown. Kylie's Magic peaked at number four on that chart, and with bloody good reason too. However, on a more official chart front, the track hit the top 20 in Australia, number two in Scotland, number 28 in New Zealand, number 18 in Serbia, and number 53 in Croatia. 
It's very nice to see my Balkan brothers and sisters getting on board with the disco as well. I do doubt that it charted in my family's motherland of Bosnia and Herzegovina because I honestly think that outside of YouTube, there are actually no official Bosnian charts. So some love <laughs> from Serbia and Croatia should do very, very nicely. Single number three from Disco would see fan favourite Real Groove released on December the 31st, 2020. Talking about the recording process behind Real Groove, in an interview with Apple Music, Kylie said, quote, because I was recording my own vocals at home, I found myself doing a lot more takes than I usually would, to the point where I literally had to back away from my laptop. Real Groove was one of the songs where I did the most takes. I wanted to take the melody down half a tone. We experimented with doing it lower, but ultimately the higher notes were the sweet spot. You don't know what's coming, and then the song ends up really pumping. It was worth the effort. End quote. And I've got to say that I agree with you, Kylie. <laughs> Uh, now, I obviously absolutely love this song in its original form and actually think it's a perfect slab of catchy pop. Definitely one of my absolute favourites on the OGLP. And also, fun fact, it's my mum's favourite song from Disco too. Is it? Oh, <laughs> yes, taste. Yes, I know. Taste. And uh, while I'm neither here nor there about the original Studio 2054 version with Dua Lipa, for me, it will always be about that absolutely legendary initial talk remix of the 2054 version with Dua. Oh, Take so yes. good. Oh my so I, god. I'm so glad you brought this up because that's all I have in my notes is <laughs> initial talk remix. Kylie. <laughs> Taking Kylie back into the instant gratification of 1980s inspired pop, for me there's just no denying that the Initial Talk remix is the definitive remix of this track. That intro, proper fire. And Dewa's vocals sound a lot cleaner and make more sense to me in the Initial Talk remix than the original duet of it that they did together. Would love to see Kylie commission more remixes like the initial talk one of Real Groove in the future, but on its own, it's a pure pop masterpiece with one of the best choruses on the whole record. It's so good, and I cannot get enough of that initial talk video with oh, all the live in Japan from '89. Stunning, so well put together. So well put together. Like the the choreography for the chorus is so in sync. Oh yeah. my god, I I could watch that. I, I think I almost cried watching it because you know you know it's, childhood it's, memories. It's such a just, beautiful remix. Like it just makes so much sense. Everything about it is just absolute heaven. And the other thing I like that um, I guess I've noticed from you know our socials and seeing you know all the different types of Kylie fans is. A lot of younger Kylie fans, I guess probably, I mean, I could be wrong on this, because she was doing this collaboration, fans of Dua Lipa have then discovered Kylie. Yeah. And so she's kind of got this whole new generation of fans, which I think is so wonderful. And then they're discovering Kylie's back catalogue. And, right. you know, there's such an array of, you know, when I go through our, um, you know, social feeds and stuff, you've got your Kylie fans from the 80s and then you've got fans that have just discovered her and it's yeah. it's really lovely. So smart move collaborating with, you know, mm. with a with a youth. With a youth. <laughs> <laughs>
Peaking at number 8 in New Zealand, number 15 on the US Hot Dance Billboard chart, number 16 in Hungary, number 25 on the UK Singles Download chart, number 89 in Croatia, and number 95 on the UK's Irregular Singles chart. I mean, I'm sorry. come on, mate. What? Bloody hell. Number 95. Number 95. I think because I live in an echo chamber, in my mind, these have all been number one smashes. I, yeah, because I think it's also, for me, it's like I... I haven't been. I haven't paid attention to charts in so long. No. And like, sort of, when I'm researching stuff for shows and everything like that, I'll get yeah. into it then. But um, I, I used to be really, really into the charts. But now, I mean, I'm only. Do they mean in the same own. thing? <laughs> yeah. Well, do they mean the same thing when people aren't buying physical stuff? Like you know, when we were younger, and mm. the charts meant people were going to the shops and buying something. Right. Like, I, I don't really quite understand the charts anymore, if I'm perfectly honest. No, neither do I. All the streaming and everything like that. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to try and digest. Right. Well, as far as I'm concerned, she's been number one everywhere. So congrats, Kylie. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to album tracks on disco, I genuinely feel that there isn't a single dud on here. And this is literally a record with zero skips on it. I could and have listened to every one of those songs ad nauseum over the past year, with no real sign in stopping soon either. Now, back in 2020, when Eliza joined me on an episode of The Record Doctor to announce the launch of our podcast, This Is Disco, we both ranked our favourite tracks from Kylie's Disco, which included the album singles. However, for something a little different, I thought we could rank our fave album tracks and really get into these unskippable disco romps. Now, uh, Un- unstoppable, even. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to hear me kick off with my top five? Yes, I've got yours from last year in front of me, so I'm going to be cross-referencing. And, yeah, there's, there's a few changes. At number five, <laughs> the disco guest list duet with the Gloria Gaynor, Can't oh. Stop Writing Songs About You. We'll get nice. to the guest list in Infinite Disco soon, don't worry. At number four, it's the Delish Last Chance. At number three, it's Supernova. At number two, it's the Disco Joyous Tearjerker, Celebrate You. And at number one, in my opinion, a missed single opportunity, the extremely considerate and downright thumping, Where Does the DJ Go? Or as I've been known to call it, Where Does the DJ Bobo? Oh my God, I love that. That's I'm calling it that from now on. <laughs> I could talk about this song all bloody day and I truly believe it is the most upfront and exciting slab of pure disco on the record. I would only just rank this a little higher than Magic, which was originally my very favourite song from the record, but Mm. DJ has been that bop for me consistently and I think I've actually listened to it now more times than Magic, so there you go, bloody ripper of a track. But uh, that's my album track, Kylie Disco Top 5. Eliza, could you please share with the lovely listeners your disco album track Top 5? I can. And I've just realised as you were saying this that I didn't quite um, understand the assignment. So apologies (laughs) because um, I thought we were revisiting our Top 5 tracks in general. Um, So I'm just going to have to slot one out and slot something else in as I'm looking at my notes. So I did have Real Groove when we did this a year ago. I had Real Groove on there, so I'll just um, scoot that to the side. Yes, because it did Um, become a single. It did become a single. So um, these aren't in any order because um, that will take me approximately two years to try and nut that out. (laughs) 
So, I listened to when we did this last year, and I've stayed the same. My my votes remain as they were a year right. ago. So, I have Monday Blues and Fine Wine, mostly because I'm obsessed with that Donna Summer, you know, beep, mm. beep, obsessed with those. And I kind of put those two together. There's some similar energy right. with those two tracks. Can't pinpoint what it is, but... Mm. They make me really, really, really happy. Dance Floor Darling and Celebrate You. I kind of put those two together. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm just, just riffing right now and trying to think what my other one would be. And the one that always comes to mind, I think, would be Hey Lonely. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. It's always those bonus tracks. I think they deserve a bit more love. It's interesting. They're the they ones get. I think I listen to the least. Yeah, well, I love fine wine. What is it? Fine I li- wine. I like fine wine, but I think yeah, that gets a lot of airplay because everyone uses that on their Insta stories when they're sharing their, you know, I'm drinking Kylie wine. Right, I think that's yeah. probably why we all know that one mm. a bit more than the others. But yeah, it's funny because like I, I love Monday Blues and I love Fine Wine. And when we did this list a year ago, we included singles in like, yeah. you know, what we could include, which is why you had Magic. And I, I felt really guilty that I didn't have Say Something or Magic Yeah, I remember hearing list. that in the episode. I was like, what's she on about? <laughs> I don't know. I felt like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I felt like there was guilt. Like I'd done something wrong. And it's so weird because I was thinking about this before and I think they are so slick and so perfect and just perfect singles. Like even though I love Monday Blues and Fine Wine, I would never in a million years think that they should be a single. Yeah, right. But they're the ones that I like to get messy around the house and just go crazy. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm kind of drawn to. Yeah, yeah. So one of your favourites is Supernova, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I had read earlier in my little, you know, Googling that um, Sky Adams, who was a co-writer, she has a baby whose name is Jupiter. Oh, and right. so that's what they were trying to fit in a very Dear Jesse kind of um, right. way, get his name on that song, yeah. which I think is really cute. That's cute. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what other album tracks? Well, I mean, even though DJ is my favourite album track, I, I do want to circle back to my second favourite, which you've mentioned as well, which mm-hmm. is Celebrate You. Oh. I know you've made just as strong a connection with that song as I have, and as have many members of our glorious Minogue fandom family. The sound of that track just sweeps me away, and the keys in which Kylie sings the lyrics still mm. remains a breathtaking listening experience for me. It just it makes me smile, it makes me dance, and it definitely also makes me cry a little bit too. And that all goes back to the key and hooks and the wonderful melody of Kylie within this track. It's so... Yeah, I get really teary mm. whenever I hear... Like, I think if she performs that live, I will cry. There I is will no, too. Yes. no question yeah. in my mind. The other... Oh, I'm getting all... <laughs> thinking about I the know. song now, like... <laughs> it's such an... I don't know what... What's the other song that she did, um... Um, Sincerely Yours. It's, oh. it's, those two together, I, can't, I, I just... Yeah. Oh, if I'm God. feeling very emotionally fragile, I, I probably shouldn't listen no. to those. <laughs> oh God, I know everyone like... else is all Adele obsessed at the moment, but just these two songs and that'll just tip me over the edge. Well, at least you, know, <laughs> you didn't do what I used to do whenever um, there was like a breakup with a boy or something. I'd watch the last episode of Six Feet Under when 
basically oh, like spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it but like it's a, it's a show about a funeral home mm. uh, a family owned funeral home and every episode starts with the death of whoever mm. the funeral, funeral right. home is looking after and so the last episode ends with the daughter driving to college and then you see every single main cast member's deaths over the next 20 years oh no 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 yeah. no no yeah. <laughs> So just count yourself lucky you're not that mentally fucked. Oh, my God. I don't do that anymore because it would probably push me over the edge. But Because that, I remember, like, I cried for days after that episode. I remember my mum was like, what's your fucking problem? And then she watched it and then she cried for days as well. So, but yes, I digress. Back to yes. Kylie. <laughs> yes, I think I'll just stick if I need a good cry to listening to Celebrate You just for now yes. and dancing around. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the other, you know, obviously we do a lot of research before we put these we shows do. together. Yes. It's funny because there's so much, like, that you just, it's constantly learning new information, which is kind of yeah. you know, the best part about doing this. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that, even right. if it's an, an album that... I've been obsessed with since a kid that I, I think I know everything about. I don't. I wouldn't have a clue about probably right. like 90% of it. Yeah, yeah. That's funny because when I was doing the Madonna ones as well, when I was doing my Madonna album retrospectives on the Record Doctor, there was a lot of that too when I was researching stuff. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I didn't know that. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's so crazy. fun. It's like being a new fan and <laughs> discovering stuff. I love it. Speaking of I love it, I actually didn't intend to do that, but that's uh, the song I'm going to talk about. Here we go, here we go. Sorry, let me, let me just high-five myself. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, I was reading on, um, I think it's the Apple Music notes, um, Mm -hmm. that this was another song that she'd started working on with Biff just before lockdown, um, and that just, they just couldn't quite get it right, and then she kept working on it and added the line, so come on, let the music play, we're gonna take it all the way, which was inspired by Lionel Richie. Oh, wow. I know. And so now I can't get all night long out of my head. So I'm saying that so I can put it on our playlist because love me a bit of Lionel. Um, And speaking of Biff, because I'm going to forget, if you want more information, I think on Say Something and anything highly, listen to Steve Anderson's incredible so interview so good oh my god so good i'm 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 obsessed with steve's podcast like so am i it's so bloody good yes but yeah the interview with biff on such a good feeling podcast get it in your ears immediately i think i'm gonna listen to it again it was one that i got to the end i'm like yeah i'm going back in yeah yeah I love that. I love that feeling when you're like, you know, I need to revisit that straight away. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Anyway. Blowing my mind every time that you whisper my name. Say it again and again. Ooh, after that first kiss, I knew I'd never be the same. So what are your thoughts on Miss a Thing? Because that's a track that she had mentioned to Zane Lowe that she was completely overwhelmed with on the day mm. that she recorded. I mean, you'd never know. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a great track. Like I said, there's not a skippable track on this album. No. So there's, I, I love everything on it. And that last chance was inspired by ABBA and the Bee Gees? Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. I think that's why it's resonated with me so much as the months have gone on. Yeah. And why Do it's you- now in my top five, because it's just it's such a great track. Yeah. Someone had... Um, I saw some... I'm assuming it's a rumour, but maybe someone can clarify this, that it says in November 2021, which is now, someone Mm. revealed 
look at said virus inside sources. So right. I'm going to I'm going to assume this is fake news. Rain assault. Um, that a music video had been filmed for this in December last year. Oh wow! Oh wow! So I, I if anyone knows any more behind this, uh, let us know. Or is this just one of those nonsense rumours? The OG release of Disco peaked at number one here on the Australian Aria Albums Chart, and rightfully bloody so. Number one in Scotland, number one in the UK, number one on the US Dance and Electronic Billboard Chart, number four in Ireland, number three in Germany, number six in Belgium, number eight in France, and its lowest peak, however, came from Japan, where this managed to reach number 65. Um, So this also means that Kylie has become the first woman to have a number one album across five consecutive decades. Wow. In the UK, I I think that is. Like, just not surprising, obviously. My dance floor darlings, obviously, we are not done just yet. Normally around here, we would talk about the tour that accompanied the album in question's release campaign. Of course, there was no In the Flesh tour to be seen. However, we did get the sensational global livestream event, Infinite Disco. Now, originally a YouTube livestream event, I have to tell you all that you need to get the Blu-ray or DVD version of Infinite Disco. My biggest problem with the YouTube stream at the time was that the whole concert was engulfed by like a weird smoky effect that really dulled down a lot of the dynamic moments in the show. Uh, I just finished watching Infinite Disco on Blu-ray with my wonderful mama Azra, hi ma, and I gotta say, watching it on Blu-ray, crystal clear video and very, very sharp picture, an extremely major set disco set design. As much as the YouTube stream was needed when it dropped, this was always my biggest issue with it. So to see it on Blu-ray at the highest quality possible on a 4K TV today, I felt like I was really seeing the show for the very first time. Oh, really? Really, it's just blown my mind how it's like 50 times more dynamic being able to see everything. It's so rich and pristine. It's just blew my mind. And then I compared the Blu-ray version with the original YouTube rip. Right. Side by side. And the quality is, the dip in quality on the YouTube one is huge. Oh my goodness. Because at time of recording, I haven't yet watched uh, the Blu-ray. So Mm. this is exciting. I feel like I've got a new experience ahead of me. Totally. You will really love it because I... A five-star experience. A five-star experience, <laughs> yes. Because I watched, obviously watched it with mum and she was like, it, it woke her up. Oh, wow. She felt so energetic afterwards <gasps> and she just she was just like, I love all the songs. And I'm like, yeah. Because yeah. mum's a big Kylie stan as well, so. Of course she is. But yeah, she, she really enjoyed it. And it was it was like watching it all over again for mm. me. It was just, yeah, lovely. But, um, you know, Infinite Disco literally... Gave us the chance to embark on our own at-home dance floors. Mm. So much so that when I first watched the stream, I had the volume up all the way, bass pumping and the 10 sets of multicoloured LED lights, making my home office look like a legitimate disco. (laughs) I can't tell you how much I needed that infinite disco night. Having attended quite a lot of these live stream concerts since COVID broke, the thing that makes me smile is the Smiley Kylie stan... Watching these live stream events, regardless of who the artist and performer was, every single stream there was just some kind of spark missing. 
A lot of these pop stars coming up through the world amidst a pandemic still haven't been able to figure out how to sell their songs in a video clip, much less a live stream concert with no audience. There were a number of very awkward silences in the Dewar stream. The horrible New Year's Eve live stream for Justin Bieber in 2020 actually had an audience and yet still was overflowing with awkward silences. But not our Kylie at the Infinite Disco. A pop goddess and seasoned music video veteran. There were no awkward silences. And to top that, Kylie looked like she was having the time of her life. She looked like she was performing to a giant arena crowd throughout the entirety of Infinite Disco. And that all comes down to the fact that our Minogues are old school professionals. She has sold so many songs through her performances of her videography that it's no wonder she delivered Infinite Disco as a proper spectacle that was the only live stream event I actually felt I was at a concert for. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that it was like an arena. I literally have the same thing wow. in my notes. Like, it felt like a proper tour. Like It really did. She she performed like she was literally performing to an arena. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at the start of All the Lovers, she does that shout out to the crowd. Right. And, you know, and then, of course, there's a good old fashioned Minogue glitter confetti can. Like, it was, it's not like she was like, well, it's, I never got the feeling that she was thinking it's just, quote unquote, a live stream. Right. Yeah, I got yeah. the feeling that she was like, this is another show and I am going to perform it as such. Yes. Which I and wish many others would have done. And it was the little things as well, like at the start, how there was merch. Like that, yes, yes. That seems like a, a nothing detail, but that was part of the concert experience for me, is when right. you go, even if you don't buy anything, Looking you go, at the merch. you walk past the merch stand, you think, oh, what am I going to buy? Do, do I need a jumper? Do I need a mug? Do I need a like, like a pin that I'll never wear? Like, there's just so many things. And just to have that in front of me, it, it kind of yeah, snapped me. Yeah. Snapped me out of it. Oh, I mean, um, everything was just seamless about yeah. it. Uh, beautifully presented with some really exciting and fresh new takes on Kylie classics, such as In Your Eyes, which really brings the song into the 2020s, Light Years, which goes into Supernova, which then goes back into Light Years, a small cameo from I Should Be So Lucky before Dance For Darling, a bloody tear-jerking choir on both All The Lovers and Say Something, Slow, mashed up with Donna Summer's Love To Love You Baby, The Last Chance, Glitter Explosion. I mean, it's all just unbelievable. And... As I said, watching it today on Blu-ray has only made me love the show even more. I just can't explain it, but those of you who have the DVD or Blu-ray copy of Infinite Disco by way of the Disco Guest List repackage, please watch the Blu-ray. I just can't get over how detailed the Blu-ray and DVD picture quality is, so I would highly bloody recommend deleting that YouTube link to the screen-recorded show from your watch later list. <laughs> I'd even go on to say that if you don't have a Blu-ray player and you're a Kylie stan, then you need to go buy a Blu-ray player <laughs> to watch it on the Blu-ray. Trust me when I say it is beyond worth it. And uh, look, I can't thank Kylie and Team Kylie enough for clearly taking the time to make sure the show was delivered in pristine quality. It was amazing. A five-star experience, maybe even a ten-star experience. But, yeah, I just remember how excited I was. So um, you'll know this. Nobody who has, uh, who listens to us will know this. I had broken my toe yes. about a month or two prior in the middle of lockdown to this. So I enjoyed Infinite Disco in my moon boot. Oh, that's right. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'd forgotten all this until I was revisiting it. It's like, oh, that's right. Oh, shit. Um, and I also hadn't 
I got through the whole of lockdown two without mm. drinking. So uh, Infinite Disco came and we just got Kylie wine into the country. So uh, I was shoot. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what? I'm going to break my sobriety <laughs> on the night of Infinite Disco with Kylie wine. Oh, my God. It was, you know, and I, you know, I was coming to the end of like not feeling, you know, great with my broken toe. And it was right. just... It's like what you were saying. It was just what we all needed. Just, yes. <laughs> you know, and, you know, I was watching it earlier like you were, not on Blu-ray yet, but, you know, the reveal at the start, she's standing there like like a Jedi or a wizard, <laughs> and then she just reveals that gold jumpsuit. Oh, it's stunning, isn't it? Amazing. And do you know what I realised as well? I had never appreciated, as much as I loved Light Years as a track, like always loved it, I never appreciated the brilliance of it as a disco track. Oh. I, like, I don't know what hadn't wow. clicked for me until I w- watched it and, you know, was listening to it. Right. And it's like, right, something something registered for me. Mm. Um, and obviously, slow. That's the definitive version of slow, as That's far great. as I'm concerned. It's so good. So, so good. My the God. kicking of the mic stand. Iconic behaviour. <laughs> Continuing to feed us all well into 2021, on November the 12th, 2021, Kylie finally dropped the repackaged edition of Disco called Disco Guest List Edition. Now, depending on what version or versions you got, there's a multi-disc version that is the entire original album CD1. CD2 feature three brand new tracks, which are all collaborations, A Second to Midnight with Years and Years, Kiss of Life with Jesse Ware, and Can't Stop Writing Songs About You with the Gloria Bloody Gaynor. And then CD3 is the Infinite Disco Show Audio, The DVD gives you the Infinite Disco concert. And of course, as I mentioned with much passion earlier, there's also a Blu-ray disc of the Infinite Disco, which is the definitive way to watch this show. But uh, Eliza, let's talk about the new tracks and where available their accompanying video clips. On October the 6th, 2021, Kylie released Guest List's first single, a duet with Ollie Alexander, aka Years and Years, the bombastic disco delight that is A Second to Midnight. What a song and what a video. Totally delightful track with one of Kylie's best and yet most simple music videos to go with it. I love Ollie Alexander as well and think he's one of the brightest talents we have out there. So the beautiful union of their voices on this track is just something else. Oh, it's so perfect. They work so well together. And that video, I mean, Kylie finally, I guess, commercialising cloning. Like, (laughs) I understand that. Oh, no, she invented it with your Disco Needs You, sorry, and did it again. She's been sort of in the cloning space for quite a few years. (laughs) Um, So it's good to see that that's back again. But I am obsessed with the Rhythm of Love homages in this. The, The leopard jacket, the whole you know, the shocked, what do I have to do? And even the short hair, I know she's sort of, she's Ollie Alexander in that bit, but that's very better the devil you know. You know, the the cropped wig? Yes, that's, yes. Sorry, that's I what that is to me. Um, and I'm, I don't know if this was deliberate or not, but I am obsessed with the fact that she released Disco Guest List Edition on the Rhythm of Love anniversary after all these homages in the video. Her oh, wow, mind, that's crazy. Her mind, like, wow. genius. <laughs> Just brilliant. I love it. 
The second to midnight peaked at number eight in Japan, number 13 on the UK downloads chart, number 26 on the US hot dance electronic songs chart, bloody mouthful, and number 43 on Radio Monitor's Australian Airplay chart. Come the 29th of October, and only a couple of weeks after the release of Second to Midnight, Kylie dropped perhaps my favourite of all the new collaborations with the Jessie Ware duet Kiss of Life. By Kylie, Jessie Ware, Simeon Mobile Disco's James Ford, longtime Ware collaborator Danny Parker, and Zimbabwean artist Shungodzu, Kiss of Life continues the breathtaking disco glam of the OG album Flow. And that video, well, in the words of our Kylie Minogue herself, a five star experience. Oh, like I, I'm so lost for words about this song, the video. When I pressed play on the song, this is before the video even dropped. Within half a second, I, I had to pause it because I gasped because it was very um, Peaches and Herb Shake Your Groove thing. Right. Like, within half a yeah, second, yeah. I was like, oh, and I thought, I'm not going to be ready for this. And it's funny because that's what I thought the Gloria track was going to be like. So uh. I think that that kind of threw me, which is a, a huge assumption for me to have made. That song, it's I think it's going to be... I don't know if it'll be in my top 10 all-time favourite Kylie songs, but it's up there. Wow. It's, yeah, it's a I great ha- track. I haven't had such a visceral, like, reaction to a Kylie. Like, I can't put it into words how <laughs> much I love it. And the video, the drama, the telenovela, it's Dynasty. It's, yeah, totally. I, I Campus haven't, tits. Camper than a row of tents. It's, I can't think of anything more camp in recent years. Like... I haven't wanted to get my typewriter out since Madame X, but I've dusted that off and, <laughs> and it's out again. Oh, of course. Very good. I, very I, good. I, I just want to be like slobbering down a bowl of spaghetti. Like it's everything I want to reenact constantly. And all I can imagine is a lip sync on Drag Race with this. Like that's, I can't stop thinking about that either. There's just, and the Jonathan Ross performance. Oh yes. Amazing. <sighs> Like the shower curtain, the little choreography. I, I, I don't have the right words to describe how obsessed I am with everything about this. And of course, Sophie Mueller back again. I, I sound like a broken record saying she needs to keep collaborating with Kylie. But if this is what we're going to keep getting, it's just incredible. And I was reading that she filmed that on like an 80s news camera. Uh-huh. Which explains why it's got that incredible retro kind of look yeah. to it. So, yeah, like you said, five-star experience. And obviously, I think it's Ave Mario in Covent Garden is the restaurant. So that's top of my list of restaurants to visit next time I'm travelling. Kiss of Life peaked at number 30 on the UK download chart and number 49 on the US Billboard Hot Dance Songs chart. The last new track on this record is the Gloria Gain or duet Can't Stop Writing Songs About You. I absolutely love this track. The production is super unique, but it still totally fits into the world of disco with absolute ease. And like hearing those two sing together, yeah, it's just a totally heavenly experience. And I'm just so, so glad that this song exists. It's so, and I love that Kylie is just so openly standing Gloria like right yeah in every interview she's like oh my god like she was on my socials like she sounds like us talking about her and Danny yes totally <laughs> <laughs> like I, I 
just it's so fun and you know i love that you know she'd given that sort of nod to gloria in where does the dj go mm. it's it's like she manifested makes perfect it. sense yeah psychic That's i told it. you it's it's so brilliant and but funnily enough you know we did a, a twitter poll love a poll yes, as you know because yes. you know there's i included the the real groove collab because right. technically technically it's a collab i know it's from the original album but mm. anyway so the question was what's your favorite collab from disco so, what do you reckon came in at number one? I'm not sure. Mm. Well, it was a tight race and it was sort of going back and forth a little bit, but it was mm. Kiss of Life that ultimately uh, yeah, won out in the too. end. Yes. Um, but that was 40% and then Second to Midnight was 37%. So, it was... Very close. It was tight. And, yeah, then Real Groove and um, Gloria were like 13% and 10%, which I was surprised at. But mm. I have a feeling it's because we've only, we've only just had the Gloria song released. Yeah. There's no video yet. Yeah. I don't know if there will be one. And then Real Groove is kind of a year old. So right. I think the other two are a bit more fresh in everyone's minds. Yeah. Very, very quickly, I would like to discuss one more element of the Disco LP, the Extended Mixes album release. Now, I am such a slut for an extended mix and <laughs> think the creation of extended mixes is an art form that's sadly underappreciated in the 2020s. I really can't fault a single extended mix on this package and really hope that Team Kylie pop these up on streaming very soon. Uh, you are missing out on serious streams by only offering it on mm. vinyl, which is a shame because these extended mixes take the already blissful tracks of disco and turns them into some of the most stunning extended mixes I've ever heard. I almost think I prefer these versions. Yeah, they're great. They're it's really great. Just and, like, usually I can – this is going to come out wrong. I can kind of take or leave remixes unless it's a Brothers in Rhythm or Trouser Enthusiasts remix. So basically what I'm saying is unless I see Steve Anderson or Ian Masterson's name next to a remix, I it's not on the top of my to-do list. Bloody hell. <laughs> so I realise I'm a bit of a snob. So when I see the words extended mix, um, you know, I'm like, oh, is this just going to be a bit longer? So I was listening – to all of these for the first time in the car, I, I started getting teary. I was so overwhelmed. Yeah, because there's an art form to extended mixes. I've been saying it for the last fucking yeah. 10 years. Well, I guess some of the ones I've been listening to haven't um, met the criteria of that art form. Right. I've probably been listening to the wrong extended mixes. Like some people, you either get it right or you get it wrong. Mm. These are so right. Yeah. Like they're, they're new songs. And I realised, you know, earlier we were talking about how, you know, we haven't felt this kind of... Well, me, <laughs> anyway, about an album since KM94, it's almost listening to these extended mixes is the same way I feel when I listen to the Big Brothers mix of Confide right. or the soundtrack version of Where Is The Feeling. It's a, it's a new version. It's, mm. yeah, it's, I felt just so emotional listening to them. Yeah. I even ranked them. So Celebrate You and Monday Blues stay on like they did with the original. Mm-hmm. But coming in where they weren't on my top five previously was last chance i love it and where does the dj go and i realized that songs that were kind of lower on my list for this album when they became extended mixes just shut up oh amazing i know like these extended mixes i i don't even know who it's just her it's her production team that i would assume that it's the people that produced all the songs right they've done an incredible job just incredible and I love as well that her home studio is called Infinite Disco. Yeah, I, I saw that online. It's crazy. <gasps> I love it because Kiss of Life was filmed at, you know, the Infinite Disco Melbourne HQ, which... Ah. Oh, sorry, filmed, sorry, recorded 
on on the mic that Danny oh, might yeah, use. Yeah, right, right, right. <gasps> sorry, I thought you were saying the video was recorded. I know, I was like, sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> sorry, I'm very hot and flushed and tired. Oh, it's, it's the, all this disco, honestly. I know. So, yeah, extended mixes. If, you know, I was explaining it to you earlier, if... If you're someone who usually just likes a radio edit, doesn't, you know, make their way to remixes that often, this is the time to make your way there. These remixes, extended mixes, all of it, just heaven. Five-star experience. (laughs) Eliza, we're taking a little break in December, aren't we? We are, but um, before we do take that break, we are going to have a viewing party on Twitter. Stunning. For Infinite Disco. Yes. So... We're just finalising the dates now. It's looking like it will be Sunday, November the 28th, 9pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time, and that's 10am UK time. But we will confirm that on our socials, so keep an eye on that just to confirm that. We'll be back sometime in January for the new year. Keep your eyes peeled to our socials. Where can the lovely people at home find us on the internet? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at thisisdisco, all one word. And yourself? Oh, moi. I'm at Ms. Eliza Day, also on Twitter and Instagram. And you? Uh, I am A-D-E-M-E-V-E on Twitter and at the Record Doctor on Instagram. Amazing. And yeah, a huge, huge thank you to everyone we've connected with this year, everyone who's listened. You know, we we started this at the beginning of the year, just thinking this will be a fun thing to do. And it's been so incredible. Incredible. The messages we've had, just the people we've made new connections with. And I especially would love to thank all of our wonderful guests that we never in a million years imagined we'd have some of these people Ever. We did. No, 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 hang on. Well, we, we were manifesting. We, we manifested. manifested. It. <laughs> it was definitely like at the top of our heads. <laughs> yes. So, in, uh, in no particular order, <laughs> we have Steve Anderson, Terry Ronald, Ian Masterson, Dami M, Cameron Adams, Benatar, Angie Young, Shayna Blaze, Anthony from Bris Vegas, Trana Winter, Luke Dennehy, DJ Dan Murphy, Edward from Inside the Groove, Molly Meldrum, and of course... The one and only Queen of the Clubs, Danielle Jane Minogue. Oh. Thank you, thank you to all of you for From the being part. Of our yeah, for being part of our our fun and nonsense and <laughs> glitter and song puns and it's yeah, it's, it's kept us both sane. Oh, yeah. absolutely! This podcast has uh, definitely saved me a few times this year. I've yeah. got to say, like, yeah. It's, so. it's been wonderful. So we'll still be pottering around the, the socials oh, yeah. in December. Oh, yeah. So you can't escape us completely. But no. um, I'm actually on a break with the record doctor at the moment myself. Oh, just yeah. we're ladies of leisure at the moment, of aren't we? I'll be, I'll be back December the 9th on the record doctor and mixed cloud okay. from Thursdays. But um, yeah, taking a little bit of a break so that I can reformat some things and uh, maybe tinker with a few things for this podcast as well. Or mm. you know, I don't know, I don't know. I just got some bit ideas, of, got some bit ideas. Bit of tinkering. We'll have to. Well, we can. Do you know what I was thinking as well? Mm-hmm. Maybe we should record the first episode of the new year in person. Yeah, if we, we can, can do that. Now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be very exciting. I reckon not first week of January though. I reckon absolutely not because it's likely to also be forty-five degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, a hundred degrees. Uh, oh yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, Merry that. Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, um, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. 
Um, whatever you're celebrating, if you're celebrating nothing, also mm-hmm. f- wonderful. Exactly. <laughs> All the best. <laughs> exactly. Happy Ramadan to anyone as well. I don't know when the next Ramadan is, but... Yeah, I was about to say. I is think that... it's soon, but um, I should know this, but I don't. Yes, I was about to say, I feel like you're the person we should be asking. <laughs> Oopsies. Yeah, I'll just go ask mum after, the, after okay. we finish up. <laughs> Well, we are going to head on off out of here. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of This Is Disco. We will be back in time for January in the new year. Again, keep your eyes peeled to our socials. I am heading off. It's always a pleasure chatting Minogue with you, my darling Eliza. And you, Adam. Love and kisses, dance floor darlings. Bye. listening to This Is Disco, a monthly Danny and Kylie Minogue commentary podcast with your hosts Adam Eve and Eliza Day.